lead generation strategies for B2B tech companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Levenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the B2B Lead Gen podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Levenbrand and today we have a special guest with us today, Brian Carroll. Brian is the founder and CEO of Mark Kempa uh, and also author of the best-selling book Lead Generation for the Complex Sale and as well well-established thought leader within B2B marketing in general. So good to have you on the podcast today, Brian. Welcome. Thanks, Jacob. So I'm looking forward to this interview very much since uh, I have read your book uh, probably 10 years ago, and that really helped us at Bright Vision to evolve our marketing processes and the lead gen process and so forth. So yeah, looking forward to hear about that. So maybe you can ask, uh, Tell us a little bit about your story, because I know you have a lot of interesting experiences and uh, things you have done in the past before we come into what you do today. Well, sure. So as, as you, you talked, my, my background has primarily been in B2B marketing. And so um, I started my first company in touch uh, when I was at the University of Minnesota. And I really started it not as being a, a company I thought would take off. I just wanted to do something that would pay for school. And um, in my first two weeks, I uh, had I only had 20 hours to work and I had sold 40 hours. So I started hiring people from a job I interned to Moonlight for me. And uh, before I knew it, in my first year, I had four employees. and. We grew very rapidly. Um, we were an Inc. 500 company, uh, grew to 62 people, and then I sold um, to uh, Mech Labs and worked there in a number of capacities, running sales and marketing, chief evangelist. And you know, I've always been interested in. I've always felt that marketing can and should be a force for good. And at Mech Labs, we were trying to understand how people make decisions. And so it was while I was there uh, that I I got my first exposure. I had always thought empathy had been like this really important thing. Um, it was something we were looking to see do people have the capacity to empathize with customers when we hired marketers. Um, we did assessments for it. But um, my my actual experience at it, of it using it where it was more than a word, you know, more than just a quality, but it was actually a way of being um, happened in 2014. And it actually changed my whole thinking about how I approach marketing. And I could quickly share that story if, if, you, if you like. Yeah, sure. Because that will bring us into what you do today as CEO and founder of Mark Kempa. So please, yeah, would be interesting to hear that. So I was running um, marketing and sales at Mech Labs and it was a Sunday night, 2014. And a friend sent me a video and said, hey, I thought of you when I watched this video. And um, so I watched it and it was, uh, we have a, a, a network, a television network called CBS News. And so CBS had a featured um, story where they were profiling a company and their opening intro was 
you know, the, we want to tell you about a company. The CEO has been nominated for Nobel Peace Prize, which was pretty interesting. And then they said they also received a public endorsement from Mother Teresa. And so I had all these thoughts like, who must be this company? I didn't even know Mother Teresa endorsed companies. And, uh, and then the, the announcer says, you'll never guess what this company does. They're a collection agency. And in, in the U.S., uh, we, there's no industry more complained about than collection agencies. And so when I heard Mother Teresa's endorsing one, I was like, what in the world? So here's what they did is the CEO wanted to practice compassionate collections and they used um, design thinking, which is this notion of trying to think about the customer. And he said to his employees, I want you to propose ideas how we can be more compassionate in our approach. And a group of employees proposed a test, which said, what if we actually helped people who go to collections deal with the problem why they can't pay their bills? What if we actually help them find jobs? What if we help them deal with um, finding medical care or daycare? And so that's what they did. They started helping people um, doing this free of charge. And you, you might be thinking, so collection agencies make money by collecting money from people who don't pay their bills. And uh, so they would call people and they'd say, why do you want to help us? And they said, because when you do better financially, we make more money. And the bottom line impact was that they were 200% more profitable um, helping their customers than anyone in their industry. And they're now over a billion dollar a year company uh, operating in 35 states. And so I'm watching this. And here I am, a B2B marketer, and something inside me, there's this movie, Jerry Maguire, and he has this moment where he writes his mission statement and changes his world. I just watched this, and I was like, you know, if a collection agency can care about their customers, they said the strategy is kindness. And I said, you know, I think their strategy was empathy because they put themselves in the shoes of their customer, and they use that to inspire how to serve them. And so the Monday morning, I got my team I talked to our CEO and said, showed him the, the, the video and said, I want us to approach sales and marketing differently because I think we're approaching our customers as objects to convert instead of people who need help because every time they hear from us, we're trying to convert them into leads. And I said, but that's not the reason they're engaging with us. And so I want to use empathy. I want to have our team approach. And so I got his involvement. And then I talked with our team, showed them the video, and I expected there to be, you know, um, there's kind of that victorious scene where you just, everyone's like, yes. And I heard crickets, which means <laughs> no one was on board. Someone said, if we just help people, how are we going to get leads? And so that started us on this whole trajectory of what does it mean to help customers? And so I started working with our inside sales team. So if you have sales development reps and it involved getting down into why did people engage with us in the first place? So if someone attended a webinar, instead of assuming they were interested in our services, we focused on what motivated you to attend the webinar? What were you trying to get done? What were you trying to learn? And we acted more like a hotel concierge, which they're there to help you get what you need, answer questions. So we were more like concierges, which is, what were you trying to get done? And we just helped our customers do that. Um, and so what caused you to attend this event? And uh, we would try to get that question answered. We had a lot of articles and resources, but I had, we trained our team even to do, use Google more effectively to find things, some of which weren't even on our site to help people. 
after three months of doing this, we went from generating 11 sales accepted leads per month to over 30 sales accepted leads per month. So it was a 303% increase in the number of sales accepted leads. But here's the thing. We got that by actually not trying to convince people. We just focused on helping them and empathizing with them. And so this moved me into, uh, that was two years later, I went out on my own. I founded uh, Mark Hempa, where marketing meets empathy. And so that's what we're doing today as we took this initial idea of empathy, approaching customers to really understand what motivates them. And then how do we design messages that connect with customers? Because we don't need more conversion focused messages. The issue today is connecting with people. And so that's what we, what I do now. It's a great story and how you ended up in, in working with empathy for marketing and Mark Kempa. So that's, Great. So if we dive into this area of empathy marketing and using that as a tool in order to enhance and improve and, and also re, refocus your, your messages, uh, can, you, can you expand upon that a little bit? Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> sure. So, you know, the, the thing, this all goes back into... Um, how we make decisions. And I just want to share. So um, there's a neuroscientist, Antonio Damasio from the University of Southern California, and he uh, developed a breakthrough discovery on how human beings make decisions. And what he found is, is that he has a quote, he says, we aren't thinking machines that feel, we're feeling machines that think. But what, do, what does that mean is that we make, he, he said that every decision human beings make actually requires us to access our emotions. So in other words, all of our decisions are emotional. And so to do empathy-based marketing, what we need to do, and, and this is true and even in B2B marketing, we often think that it's a rational decision. It's about the value proposition. It's about the company. It's about the value we're going to create. But the reality is, is that B2B decisions are actually more emotional because the stakes are higher. Plus, you have more than one person involved. So, you know, there's three things we need to do to, to do empathy-based marketing. The first thing is, is actually we spend so much time trying to get people to care about our stuff, our company, our product, our services, our solution. But what, what we first need to do is to understand what our customers already care about. Then connect to that. So you got to understand what your customer's emotional motivators are. So that's the first step. And the second part is, is then designing messaging that actually connects to what our customer's motivators are, the emotional motivators and triggers. So designing more effective messaging, looking at our approach. So we need to actually discover those two things. And then finally, take what we learn, you know, from our interactions with customers. Um, and I find a lot of companies, especially bigger ones, have these, um, we'll just say uh, each team, each interaction, there's not enough sharing of customer insight, of knowing what customers care about. So we need to actually transfer what we learn inside our organizations to use that to scale up our results. So empathy marketing is really a discipline of overcoming our biases and preferences, what we think customers want, and actually focused in connecting to what customers actually care about. 
And so we got to get out of our heads and hearts and into the heads and hearts of our customer. And that requires a different thinking and approach. So I can get some, share some examples of how, you know, how people can do that. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, I suppose uh, this is fairly new to many companies to think in those terms. Do you, um, when you start working with the company, do you get any pushbacks or what's the spontaneous reaction? Yeah. So the first thing is, is um, <laughs> people are like, you know, we already practice empathy. This is nothing new. Uh, of course I'm empathetic. So that's one pushback. Um, another is, is we already know what our customers care about. We have many customers. We're very successful. Um, that's another pushback. Others might even push back and say, this empathy stuff is touchy feely. We'll do, we deal with facts and realities. Um, and so, you know, I find to address these things, it, we got to actually go back to, you know, rather than just connecting to the rational logical side of the customers, which, you know, we got to move from rational logical approaches to sales and marketing to actually realizing the foundational issue we deal with is today our customers have more channels, more information, um, reaching them than ever before. We have more data about our potential customers than we've ever had. We can get emails and direct phone numbers for virtually anyone without even having to have them opt in for permission. But the, the challenge is, is despite all that, has it gotten easier or harder to connect with people? And I would say it's actually gotten harder to connect with customers. It's not easier, even though it should be easier. And so what we need to get back to is solving for this connection issue um, to connect with customers. And I would say focus on emotional connection before conversion is, is really the main idea. And when I talked about this bias against empathy, which is, of course, we're empathetic, there actually was... Um, a uh, European scientist who studied marketers, uh, Professor Hutula. Um, he's from a university in London. He did a study of 480 marketers. And the question was, is will marketers do better or worse being empathetic in terms of predicting what offers, what advertising offers would be most appealing to customers? So um, Jacob, do you think 480 marketers practicing empathy did better? If, and, and by the way, really quick, they, they did, um, they had the customers, say what offers so they had a group of offers so the marketers chose what they thought would be most appealing and then they had the customers choose what they thought would most be appealing do you think the marketers did better or worse tough question uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, i guess um that they i don't know they should do better of course but um I'm i know not... it's kind of a loaded question right so yeah. <laughs> I, I read this and I was like, well, of course they should do better. It turns out they did worse. Um, <laughs> and yeah, here's why. What they found is, is the marketers used their own bias and preference thinking they were being empathetic. So in other words, they were saying, if I were the customer, what would appeal most to me? If, and so have you ever been in a meeting with a client and the, the, um, the, the executive with the largest title says, this is what I think it should be. And then the team does it. You know, and, and you, you almost need to ask, well, how are you making this decision? Is this from your experience or what you think the customer is? Because most of the time, you know, what Hatula's discovery is, is that 
the more empathetic the marketers thought they were being, the more they were relying on their own bias. So actually the more they ignored data that would have told them what was more appealing to the customers. So the answer is, is if I said be more empathetic alone, that's not actually the answer. The answer is first, we got to realize we have a bias where we think we know what customers want. And what we actually need to do is have some tools to overcome that bias so that we actually start seeing from the customer's perspective. So empathy is understanding how people think, their perspective taking. So what's their perspective? And then it's understanding their feelings, what's happening emotionally to connect with that. You know, and right now we're in a very emotional time. Every time's emotional, but there's a lot of anxiety and fear um, that we're dealing with. And so I think a lot of what we need to consider is um, when people are afraid, they can't make decisions because biologically we have adrenaline and we have cortisol when you have fear and anxiety and that actually causes our minds to focus and it moves us into fight or flight or survival um, thinking and so the thoughts of collaboration and connection and empathy and compassion that's all in our prefrontal cortex but we can't access that when we feel afraid because our amygdala which is in control of the base of our brain. <laughs> That's actually what's in control when people have fear, uncertainty, doubt, anxiety. And when we feel a sense of calm um, or relief or, you know, ad admiration, you know, these, these more positive feelings, we're actually working in a different part of our brain. And so coming back, I would say marketers, if you're feeling emotionally anxious right now, you're probably not in a great place to make decisions about what your customers want <laughs> because you actually need to, there's this whole inner game of marketing um, that we need to practice even more right now, uh, which then influences the outer game of how we do our messaging, how we make decisions. And um, so I've been doing work at both levels, you know, how do my customer, the first question is, is I need to help my client connect with their customers. My customer is the customer's customer. So I want to understand them. And then two, I need to understand the client, how they see the customer, how they relate to them, you know, and, and their biases. And then using some tools, which we can talk about, like empathy mapping, empathy indexing. Um, there's uh, methods of empathetic listening, which are ways of addressing this bias to help you know better what your customers care about. Yeah, that's so uh, interesting to hear because those things, uh, I suppose it's something we don't think so actively on when we're thinking out our messages, and call to actions and so forth in marketing. So that's really interesting that you explain that. So you mentioned if, that you had a few examples of what can this yeah. look like. So if we bring it down to the real world, so to say, what are we going to do to be more empathetic uh, in our marketing and what yes. do you help companies do and examples of that? Well, I'll provide a, a tool free for your listeners. Um, so I'll, uh, you'll be able to share the link for the show notes, but one tool is called empathy mapping and I didn't create the, the method. It actually comes from the Stanford design school as well as a company called IDEO. Mm -hmm. But it's used as part of human-centered design, and what it is is it's understanding, um, based on what customers are saying and doing, 
how are they likely thinking and feeling? So what we can observe externally gives us clues and insights into what people are thinking and feeling internally. And, you know, as an example, think of our own human relation, relationships. With, when my wife walks in the door, um, I can often tell what kind of day she's had just based on how she's carrying herself and her voice, you know, it does, because I'm, I able to see externally what she says and what she does, you know, to help me know, oh, wow, she's, it looks like she's had, you know, and I might say, wow, it looks like you've had kind of a rough day. Um, or how was your, uh, was today challenging? Was it a hard day? You know, the point is, is we can elicit that. So um, we'll provide this. So there's a tool and it's a four box quadrant. So on the left side, write saying and doing. And then um, on the left side, actually write saying and doing. And on the right side, write thinking and feeling in each of those. In, um, so one of those per box. And then the question is, and, and we'll go through the, uh, people can get the checklist for free, no email. We'll just give you the link. But it'll take you step by step. It's a tool you can use with your team to start going beyond personas to actually get more motivational insight. Another thing you can do is called empathy indexing. And what this is, is it's looking at um, the perspective of the customer. And so I use this tool. Um, I call it, It's a empathy indexing messages is just a way to see your marketing messages from the perspective of the customer. And you can use this on landing pages, emails, call guides, um, but it's four dimensions. And uh, it's looking at four things, emotional resonance. So how well are you connecting to your customers, motivating emotions rather than just being rational, logical. So that's emotional resonance. Customer focus is looking at how well are we focused on this customer and uh, their experience and story rather than just your product, your solution, your company story? So in effect, who's the hero of the story, you or the customer? Um, relevance, which is really focused on how well are you connecting to what that customer's experience is? So they're asking is this relevant to me and to my company and in my story? So relevance is, are you connecting to that? And this is where personas help us a lot um, with improving relevance. And then um, fourth is clarity. So is it clear what you're asking the customer to do? And, and is your message uh, helping the customer understand? Um, because when we're clear with people, uh, Clarity is actually stronger than persuasion because when people understand, they're able to make better decisions. So are you being clear? So when I look at messages, I typically look at any marketing message through those, the lens of those four dimensions, and it's a way to overcome the, the customer's bias. You, but you need to know what your customers care about. And so this is where empathy indexing can help you. Um, excuse me, empathy mapping. Um, I would encourage if you have a sales development team, you know, and you aren't out in the world of your customer, get out in the world of your customer. You actually need to have real customer experience to actually know what are they saying and doing. Listen to recorded calls. So you're, if you have an inside sales team, listen to the call recordings they have. Um, empathetic listening is where you're not just listening to what people say to reply and respond, 
And you're not just listening to understand to what's being said. Empathetic listening is we're actually trying to listen to understand why they're saying it. What's the motivation and intent behind it? How are they feeling as they say that? So you're, you're going one level deeper, but that gives you insight. And then finally, um, I find just interviewing customers for about 20 minutes to share their buying story where you get permission, say, hey, rather than me clacking the keyboard, can, is it okay with you if I record our call? And then I say, take me back to the day when you were first exploring whatever the product was or that solution, you know, let's say work automation software. Um, take me back to that day. What, what triggered you to look? Um, tell me the story. How did you get it done? How did you bring it into your company? And just listening to people, um, and I get the recording transcribed. Usually I try to see where the customer's talking 85% of the time, 15% of the time is me. <laughs> and I actually analyze the transcript. You know, what was the trigger event? What were they trying to get done? Um, people don't often say their emotions, but you can hear it. Like I had three bosses in one year. And so I'd say, wow, you know, what was that like? And they, that was frustrating or that was hard or it was challenging. So this is where we need to probe a little bit and use our own empathy, understand, but I then get motivational insights. What are the words customers saying? And so then when we do these two things of understand what customers care about, then you can move into designing messages focused on that. And then finally learning from it. So you can transfer those insights and scale up your results. That's great to hear. Sounds like an exercise. Every company in B2B marketing should do just as B2C, I suppose. <laughs> but that's, that's a great exercise you outlined there. So what, what do you feel is the typical result when a company have gone through these exercises and, and uh, try to implement those kind of... Yeah, it's, you know, I'll give you an example. So um, one, one firm who used, so I could say there's a big difference. Um, generally speaking, when we've done A-B testing, um, empathy focused messages or empathy wins most of the time. And so the experience, for example, you know, someone did a, a nurturing email, uh, Reg Online, they're part of Cvent, event management software, their email to get more people to complete free trials who started the process, didn't finish, was like, you're just one step away from Reg Online. Um, and then they talked about, we're the leading event management software, here's how you can set up your event. Uh, it's very quick and easy. And then there was a call to action. And um, that test was generating about a 1% response rate. And when they applied a more empathetic approach, because the question was, why isn't it that people aren't completing the free trial? Could they be anxious? Are they concerned about getting hassled by our inside sales team and, and getting all kinds of calls? So we actually started thinking about, okay, emotional resonance, the empathy index. So emotional resonance, how focused is the message on the customer? You know, is it relevant? Is it clear? And the, the second message we designed, so this is the B version, the more empathetic version of the test was, hey, I saw you started the process of registering for Edge Online, but weren't able to finish. Are you concerned about giving out your information? Are you worried about getting high pressure sales calls? So we, we address the, the anxiety that they're experiencing. You notice the difference moving from 
you know, it's about us to it's about the customer. Mm. And then we wanted to relieve that anxiety. So it was, we're, um, we believe our product solves itself. We're just here to provide you whatever assistance you need and whatever way works best for you. Mm. And so you notice the feeling of the message It's connecting to that customer, their experience, you know, what their emotions were, what were they trying to get done? It was about them. Well, that email generated a 7%. Um, it was like a 7.3% uh, conversion rate. And the impact, though, is they got 395% more leads by being more empathetic with their messaging with the same amount of traffic. So that's, um, uh, that's just one of many tests we've, we've done. And I um, have some more examples on the Markempa website, too. But my, my point to this is um, you need to focus on your customer and what their experience is and how they're thinking and feeling and connect to that. And when you do that, you know, it's, it's amazing when we actually connect to what people care about and trying, instead of trying to get them to care, how much better we do. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, that, that result would definitely encourage everybody to, to experiment with this and see if we can learn from it. So, yeah, uh, we definitely need to check it out on your webpage afterwards as well. Yes. Um, so if we should wrap this up a little bit and um, we're now in the middle of the Corona crisis. Uh, yes. It's impacting the whole world, basically. Uh, how do you feel companies should react from an empathy perspective? Do you see any increasing interest in this area due to the crisis with Corona or so? Or what's your take on what a B2B marketeer should think about today? Well, I, I definitely think empathy is more important now than ever, and it starts inside. So there's this aspect of the inner game of self-care for ourselves because, you know, all of us have had our worlds upended. Many people who are listening to this are working from home, and some of you who haven't had to work from home before, not to mention all the other challenges and conveniences. So, you know, I think... Um, during this time, what we need to realize is also for our customers, they're dealing with their worlds being upended. Um, some people are impacted. Um, you know, there's an economic impact that's happening. And a lot of deals that were going to close, you know, here in March, and people were looking at what first quarter is going to be like have now completely um, been delayed or canceled altogether uh, because of the virus. So I think what we need to do is first just realize um, that what if you sell something that right now is um, uh, related to the coronavirus, you know, you're, you're, this is go time, you're humming away, but let's say you're not selling something related to dealing with the crisis directly, and um, you sell enterprise software, for example, so realizing right now at this moment, deals are being delayed. And I would say the best marketing and selling feels like helping because it really is. I would go back to asking yourselves, what would be helpful to your customers today? Um, and that may not look like uh, doing another campaign because right now when there's uncertainty, doubt, and fear, people aren't 
able to receive that message, but if you can focus on practical things you can do to help customers in this moment. And here's the thing, in the last two weeks, uh, people have gone from working in offices to now in many parts of the world working from home. And so uh, many of them are dealing with kids who are now home from school. <laughs> you know, it's not an ideal situation. So there's this um, period looking at your audience and community, you may need to cool it for a little bit, but then I need to focus on how, how can I help my customer? What would be useful? This could include how do they get more value from what you're offering? So um, how can they leverage your tools to be more effective uh, with their day-to-day -day work? Um, it could be providing articles uh, to them, you know, uh, it's, that would be related to doing things. So you got to answer that question for your own customer, what would be helpful related to what you uniquely can offer. Um, and from there, I would say, uh, realize that from an emotional standpoint, even helping your customers getting clarity and as you learn for, for yourself, um, from other customers, I would be spending time, this is where communicating with customers is more important, but focus more on the human side of just caring for them, being curious about them and using that to be helpful. And then from there, um, I think inspiration can come, but there's, there isn't a playbook right now just because we're in some, such unprecedented times to say a blanket statement, but I definitely know these, these ideas of caring, connection, curiosity, helping uh, are effective regardless of the circumstances. Yeah, uh, thank you for that. I think that summarizes quite well where we are at today. And uh, it, is, <laughs> it is a hard time to navigate for uh, all companies uh, knowing what to say and how to help and uh, what kind of message to send out and so forth. So I think that's a good uh, recommendation and and example there okay uh so with that i want to thank you so much for all the insights you have brought to us here today brian it was really good and i know you have a lot of great content on the web and so forth so for people who want to check you out and uh, check out mark kempa after the podcast here where can we send them yeah, you can go to, so Markempa, M-A-R-K-E-M-P-A. So it's where marketing meets empathy. Uh, you can go there. I have a resources page with free resources, videos, um, as well as uh, uh, empathy marketing blog that also provides ideas and resources too. And hope you find it um, helpful and, and useful, you know, and I'm making these, these tools available. Then also, you know, I, on the Bright Vision website, you'll get the show notes, uh, which will have uh, the empathy map and um, other tools that I talked about. Great. Thank you so much. I'll make sure we have those in the show notes as well. Brian Carroll, it was so great to have you on the podcast. It was an honor to talk to you. And uh, I have been following your blog and content for over 10 years. So it was really good to get to talk to you as well. Thank you, Jacob. <laughs> so thank you so much. And I wish you all the luck with Mark Kempa and empathy marketing as a concept. I really think we need more of empathy in every size of sales and marketing. So great initiative. And looking forward to see what's coming up next from you. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.